salutations to everyone out there in D-Land. We are coming to you live from the Big Papa Studios, nestled in the heart of downtown Central Point. And you're listening to the podcast that a random interviewer on iTunes has described as fun and informative. We do appreciate that. A podcast that covers all things Disney, Pixar, Marvel, and Star Wars. A podcast that is the official podcast of the Diz Insider, which, by the way, is the official number one place for all of your Disney news. My name is Chris. I'm joined here by Big Papa himself, Sean. Uh, We don't have Andy. We don't have Brooke. And we don't have David. They were all busy with other stuff. So we had the five to the four to the three, and now our trio's down to two. We also want to give a big shout out to the unpaid intern. That's right. My daughter, who is going to go ahead and run the camera for us. Uh, so we are ready to go. We're here. You're listening to season four, episode four of The T-Cast. Good evening, everyone. This is Chris again. For those of you lucky enough to hear us <laughs> last night, uh, we figure since everyone's doing remakes and retools of movies, we'd go ahead and we do our own little remake of the show we did last night, only we're going to use the same actors, <laughs> minus a couple. So uh, we have a lot in store today. We, we are going to be talking about uh, Stan Lee. Yes. Two days ago yep. was the one-year anniversary of his passing. We're going to talk a little bit about Moon Knight and She-Hulk. And we're going to talk about Prince Eric. We have a Prince Eric. We do have a Prince Eric. It is Eric. confirmed. It is confirmed, unlike Mr. One Direction, who decided <laughs> to slough off, which is fine. It's fine, Harry. I mean, we'll worry about it. Um, plus, uh, I think we're going to talk about a little something. Um, uh, 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 Disney. Uh, divided. Divided. Yeah. Disney Multi- Disney e- Plus. Equals. That's what it was. Yeah. Disney, Disney Plus. Plus. All right. Uh, so kick in, kick your shoes off. That's right. And get ready. For the decast. That's right. So, uh, yeah. So two nights ago was the one year anniversary of of Stanley passing, uh-huh. which is uh, an awful thing. We are all things Marvel, right? So we'll be doing some sort of a video later on, probably David and myself. That'll be a great and, video. I can't uh, wait to see it. I think so. Yeah, I think it'll be a good one. But definitely want to take some time to recognize uh, a guy who is responsible, along with others, of creating a lot of our Marvel movie lineup uh, so oh wow. and so um, definitely want to give uh, major shout outs to Stan all of his Absolutely. cameos everything he did for the movies uh, is Donnie Stank that's my, <laughs> that's my personal favorite you can see all the cameos at the end game right oh yeah. yeah at the end of end game they have a nice little bonus feature they actually interview him about it and they show all the directors working with him and they just seem to be somebody that everyone wanted to be around oh like, yeah they were just so happy to get him and he was always so humble and he always just like, he's like, I can't believe you guys are putting me in a movie. Right. Uh, but uh, Excelsior, Mr. Uh, Mr. Stanley. I'm late to the Marvel game. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really get into but it. See, until you we you see the impact. Oh, though. absolutely. I mean, it's... one man, kind of like Walt, yeah. one man had a vision. Right. His vision was, was bigger than people probably told him it could be. Right. And he didn't listen to him. And so he continued to defy expectations and he built an empire. Oh, yeah. And uh, now, ironically, one empire has the other one inside of it. Which is awesome, because uh, I'm a fan of the Empire. So, uh, also, we've had announcements. Uh, Jeremy Slater, uh, who did Umbrella Academy, will be writing a chunk of Moon Knight uh, for Disney+. Plus. Moon Knight is a, it's about Mark Spector. He's a mercenary who uh, 
kind of has powers by the moonlight and uh, it's very dark. He's, I mean, he's a mercenary. So that's a pretty good pairing. I'll be interested to see that one. Plus, they did announce She-Hulk. That will be another Disney Plus project. And we have Miss uh, Jessica Ga, mm-hmm. who is on Rick and Morty. She's a writer on Rick and Morty. So she'll be handling Jennifer Walters, uh, who is Bruce Banner's cousin. Gets a blood transfusion, at least in the comics. That's how she becomes She-Hulk. So, yeah. I'm so confused. Uh, yeah, I know. But it's, <laughs> it's good. It's good stuff. Uh, so we're going to pause here for a little bit of, of ads and uh, we'll be back to you in about five seconds through the magic of radio. And we're back, right? Here we are. Here we Harmless. Are. Look at uh, that. That was fast. A great ad. Right? Yep, great ad. Great. That's, that's how it is. Riveting. Uh, so I don't know if you know a little bit, but on top of the uh, Little Mermaid that they just showed, which some people liked, I, I was not one of them, uh, it did have its plus points, but there's actually another movie coming out. A live action, Sean, and, and we found ourselves. We did find a Prince, Prince Eric. Eric. What is his name? His name is Jonah Howard King. Uh, he, well, he looks like him, so. Oh, he looks a lot like Prince Eric. And I know that last night, Brooke and uh, and David were saying that he can sing. He can sing. David did some research and saw that he, he can sing, and yeah. that's good. I look forward to it because I don't remember Eric singing in the movie. In the Broadway version. <laughs> oh. Yes, Chewie. All right. Uh, Fandy was here to be so mad to turn off your right? stuff. Right? And so the <laughs> miss you guys. The Broadway version, uh, Prince Eric has a song. Actually, has a song with Ariel. Um, but they're making one for him, mm-hmm. specifically specifically for him. So that will be awesome. Yeah, and uh, super, super, super interesting. Okay, so let's get to why we're really here. Cool. We're really here because of uh, the DC universe. <laughs> I kid, I kid. <laughs> we're here because obviously. Disney Plus. Disney Plus. Disney Plus launched two Hello, days ago. Hello, Skyler. How are you, buddy? Hello, Skyler. How, How are you? Doing, buddy? Wish uh, us luck tonight. We're doing, this. We're doing this on our own tonight. Wish uh, us luck, buddy. Skyler is the head of the, well, he's the founder of the Disney Insider. The Disney Insider. But basically, if you don't hear it from Skyler, it's probably a rumor. If you haven't, so, if you haven't checked out our other episode of the interview that Andy did with Skyler a yes. couple weeks ago, amazing interview. He goes in and talks about how he went from being the Disney film facts down then to, to, to the Disney insider now. And he's great. He's a good guy. A lot of fun. So great check guy. It out, please. Good partnership. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Kudos to Skyler. And so Disney plus dropped. It did. Days ago. Uh, to 10, 10 million, million. <laughs> 10 million initial subscribers. 10 million. That's, uh, the blurred Hulk described that they were, their goal was a hundred million. So they on hit, opening day, they hit ten percent on opening day. No, hundred million. I think it's oh. the well. Netflix I saw is one hundred eighty-five yeah. million subscribers. So, so I think yeah. they'll get there. Yeah, most definitely. Um, it is a incredible rabbit hole full of oh, it's nostalgia and man. They they made it easy to navigate. I mean, obviously there were a couple of hiccups. Right, I had to reload a couple of times. Volume was a little bit off, but it's to be expected. Their servers were hit pretty hard. I mean, it wasn't like a Pokemon Go situation, but. Um, I would say overall, it's it's been a roaring success. Oh yeah, it's just a uh, yeah. It's the way the you, submenus yeah. are great, easy to navigate. They even do it by uh, decades. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, Sean. You're going to start in some back decades or what? No, you're not even going to start with the Steamboat Willie and work. I, I did watch that. That was one of, of the first things I did. watched. It was pretty cool. My we were we we got it late uh, Monday night. Okay, <clears throat> and we were <clears throat> excuse me. We were uh, looking at it and loading it up. I'm like, whoa, look at this. And then we, cl- whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, all the different things. <laughs> Everything you click into. My like, wife ah. says, is that 
the car the cartoons are on there and you click on it and it's just all the cartoons in order from Steamboat Willie and so all it just yeah it's to see where it came from and yeah so on on top of the whole library that they now have access to they released some uh, Marvel shorts they released a whole bunch of Disney originals oh yeah including a couple of movies and some some series and so we're going to go through the series uh, I will say that there were a few that surprised me. Um, there was one that was somewhat of a disappointment, but I still enjoyed it. I just wish it was a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do have a favorite automatically. <laughs> and then um, I think Sean and I will, will discuss a couple hidden gems, maybe, yep. that people should check out. Uh, but let's start. I guess we can start with the Big Daddy. Let's start with the Mandalorian. <laughs> Wait a minute! I thought you meant the Imagineering. Oh, that's that'll, that'll come as well. Without the, without the you know, Imagineering, there's. Did you want to use Disney your questions Plus. there first, and then go back to the? Uh, well, okay, whatever, we whatever you want. No, it's no. Let's show. just let's talk about the Mandalorian. Okay. Okay. So you watched the Mandalorian? I did. Tell me about it. I don't know the Star Wars in, in you know world as good as you and David, obviously, but it was. I thought it was great from the beginning to the end. <clears throat> it uh. Started off like Dave said last night, like kind of like a spaghetti western. You kind of felt like he grabbed up a bunch of guys, came in, and then just was put on a mission. And the mission was to go find this certain entity or whatever I guess you would call it. And yeah, that blew my mind at the end. I think as long as much as everyone else, which just it was great. I thought it was really good, and I liked that they left you kind of hanging at the end there and like oh, waiting yeah. and. Everyone, I'm going to go on a quick side yeah, note. Spoilers, by the way. Yeah. If you haven't seen Quick it. side note, everyone says that, you know, Disney Plus, why are you making us wait, you know, for, episode for episode. episode? That's how TV is. I mean, yeah, <laughs> that's I how it used to be. It's so not the new way. I get TV the binging about, thing, but, you know, I, I kind of like, I, I think they did it because it was smart because they released so much new stuff at one oh, time. Oh, sure. You get overwhelmed. That you're going to like, I'm going to watch all this. And I'm never going to, we're all going to turn into the guy from Wally because we're just staying on our couch watching I'm, the same thing over I'm halfway over. there anyway, <laughs> living on a prayer. But no, Mandalorian was absolutely great. I loved seeing Apollo Creed because I like him. <laughs> yes. Um, I thought that was great. And I hear he's going to be directing an episode or two. I, I, Favreau was involved with this. Yeah. One. It was, uh, it was just a great episode. My, my son, Brady, was telling me, we were talking this morning, and he said, yeah, it's the, it's the like you said, spoilers. At the end of the episode was a, what they were trying to get to was a baby Yoda. Was it? Yeah, what? yeah. One of, there's is a, that what you would call that? Or? Yeah, we've seen two. Mm-hmm. We've seen two and this Yoda's is the third pieces. time ever. That this you, is the third one. This one's a baby. Right. Uh, so, like, we were kind of discussing that the, we're not sure how their species, how sensitive they are to the force or you right. know, what kind of thing that this bounty hunter just kind of lucked into really uh but i will say spaghetti western uh very well paced good direction the action was good um i enjoyed the acting it takes place uh between the fall of the empire and right. uh, appearance of the and they uh, said that the a first few order time. they said that a few times yeah. you know but the tons of throwbacks they, oh yeah the they talk troopers. about the star wars christmas special when they when they uh you know they they mentioned a couple things and those of you who know about the christmas special it's um <laughs> Uh, so bad it's g- good. So bad it's bad. It's it's a lot of things. But yeah, awesome Easter eggs were thrown in. the 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 voice acting was was very well done. We got to see a couple bounty hunters in action, and it sets you up for what could be a really, really exciting and awesome series that kind of has nothing to do with what you're used to. Right. It's uh, so very. That's what it was weird. That. That's what was weird to me because oh, yeah. I'm so used to oh, Han Solo and Chewbacca, yeah. and there was none of that. There's no. 
you know, the little dude on the that said I've spoken. Right, um, right. Never seen him before. It was just so cool to see all new things and cool stuff. The battle droid at the end, uh, his, yes, sir. the bounty hunter battle droid. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Star Wars, for those of you who have been awesome enough to watch it, they released a third version of the Han Greedo scene. <laughs> uh, the original Han shoots first and the deluxe remake Greedo shoots first. And this one, they both shoot at the same time. Right. Uh, I don't know why they keep messing with the formula. The formula was perfect the first time, uh, but it's better than the second version. So whatever. I like, uh, I like my, I like my Hannes, a scruffy looking nerf herder. So <laughs> that's just me though. Right. Um, now from there, we uh, had a couple of short, kind of short things that have a lot of potential. The first one that we'll talk about is Forky asks a question. Yeah, that was absolutely so good. What is cheese? Right. Except this time Forky asked, money. what is money? And I thought uh, it was funny when he's yeah. talking to the, to the bank and he says, bank and he says, my name's Sam. <laughs> that Forky character is hilarious. Just how he just gets completely sidetracked and Oh, look at my arms. And he's making yeah. his arms move and just, my eyes move yeah. in the same direction. He's, I'll do this. Make, make your eyes go make like, eyes go like this. <laughs> yeah. I wish it was one. longer. I think we discussed that. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. We wish it was longer because it was so it's good. Like, what? Six minutes. That one was three, like that. three minutes. Yeah. yeah. So it'd be interesting to see. I, I think this is probably going to be a, a weekly thing. I'm assuming. Uh, to come up, but I mean, they they haven't spared any expense when it comes no. to the voice actors. They're, I mean, eh. like Brooke said, just the quality of the animation. Yeah, and is, seriously, it was like everything I've watched on there so far was like watching a movie. Yeah, yeah. and you know, it was great. I liked it. Absolutely, uh, a plus for for Forky because mm-hmm. uh, I love it. All right, the world according to Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Sean. Tell uh, me about the world. Well. Jeff Goldblum, even back, just the way he talks and uh, um, um, yeah, just the world. Uh, yeah, he was great. Just uh, you know how he overthinks. Seems like he's overthinking and like he talks to himself. Right, right. Like, like when he's in Jurassic Park, when he's like, "We must go, we must go," and then he's like talking to this and he's talking under his breath. And yeah, like he's having a conversation that just him knows the outcome to, and it's just him on him. Yeah, yeah. the first episode was about uh, sneakers. Yeah, and sneaker you would, obsession. He made you. Like sneakers for a yeah, half like hour. I, you, I you, cared were, about, you, you were into shoes, and yeah, I thought I'm watching these 13 year old kids right. whip out thousands of dollars. That was absolutely a sneaker con down in California. Some guy spends thirty five thousand dollars on a on a just a display of shoes. Yeah. The funny part was like you need to turn the camera off. Yeah, yeah, you can't, yeah, you can't see how I and, pay. And then like, it's funny because he does it. He does cut it. And you see them over his yeah. shoulder. And then funny was just like. I'm going to go in anyway. Yeah. Jeff Goldblum's great. That, I think that would be one of the, the best shows on there. I thought it was one of the, one it of my really favorites good. so far. Um, but he's just so, he's so likable and relatable and, and you know, it's Jeff Goldblum and with his resurgence, mm-hmm. uh, you know, with, uh, with his appearance on Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah. I think a lot of people kind of threw him back into the, you know, kind of into the atmosphere again. You know, he's not just, interesting guy you know it's not ian malcolm from right from jurassic park it's, you know, it's jeff goldblum it man. is yeah he was so. <laughs> it's cool it's cool and stuff. Then I, I, his interaction we were talking last night uh, we'll, we'll talk a little bit we'll go back to what we talked about last night because we had a really good show i'm really sorry you missed it but we're trying here but it was Remix. it was uh the part when he was there with the uh the guys playing basketball yes <clears throat> and just how he's the street ballers and this is what they do and they talk about how their shoes are a huge important part of their of their uh 
their, their basketball game. And the one guy's name was sick with it. And I thought sick that was it. so hilarious. And he's like, no, Hmm. Where do you get a name like that? And he's like, well, that's how I play a ball. Cause I'm sick with it. And it they even gave him a nickname. What was it? They, what they give him the fly. The fly. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> it was good. Then the whole, I, I, th- I actually thought the part at when they went to Adidas was pretty interesting. It was super interesting about how they have a person just running on a treadmill and they measure everything. I thought it was, yeah, it, yeah, it made me be interested in shoes for a half That's hour. Which, <laughs> it was really yeah, good. I'll be interested to see where else. What else? Yeah, I, heard, I, heard, I heard ice cream is one of them. <gasps> which well, you know, I'm we're, in. We're, we're in. Look at us. We're, yeah, we're in. So. Twin, so. <laughs> Teach me, Jeff yeah. Goldblum. Teach me. I can't. It was a really good show. What'd you think of it? I loved it. Yeah. I absolutely adored it. I love Jeff Goldblum, yeah. and he's kind of like a national treasure at this point. I absolutely so, agree. Yeah, very, very good. Uh, high School Musical, the musical. The I series. did not watch this. Bur- so this. This is all me. This is all you, buddy. Brooke did watch it. But I did she, watch uh, the other movies, and I liked the other movie because I have I had kids, and they loved okay, so, the high so school. you watched High School Musical? Yeah, over and over. I mean, we were there at premiere night for High School Musical 2 when oh, they were at the golf course. Man. Oh, buddy, it was, yeah. I, well, I know my kids watch all th- Three, yeah. Is there three? And Camp Rock, yeah. And the beach one. My, Zach watched the. He's like, the "What is this Disney Plus thing?" Like, what are you watching? Goes Beach Party or something? Was yeah. it? Is it Beach Party? Teen Beach, Teen, Teen, Teen beach yeah. Party. Yeah. My daughter Alexis saw it and she like looked at me. And goes, "I'm watching this." Yeah. <laughs> I was like, "All right, whatever." But um, surprise, surprise! I I watched the first High School Musical and I didn't really like it. Really? I, I really didn't. I, it was a little too cheesy for me. And, you know, I get it. It's supposed to this be. This show or the, or the first high school movie? The first high school movie. The, the real yeah, movie. Real oh, come on. That was so good. I did watch it. Get um, your head in the game. However, however, I really liked the show. Um, <laughs> I think it's the only one that did like it. I know. It, it's got a, I, I don't know. It, it kind of grew on me. I was prepared to hate it. Right. <laughs> and, uh, and it's got like a cheesy kind of charm of its own. That's really, I don't know, that, that's the, no other way to put it. You know, it's got a nice little goofy charm yeah. about it. And, and there's nothing spectacular or earth changing about it. It's just a goofy show about them putting on the musical High School of Musical. It's a great at concept. The <laughs> high school where High School Musical was filmed. Right. So I will watch it. I just haven't watched it yet. Yeah, I liked it. It was, it was good. You got good. Four, four charismatic leads, I think. Uh, so Marvel's Hero Project. That's you too, buddy. Also me. Yeah. I, I, I went crazy on it. Okay, so Marvel's Hero Project. This sounds really good from your description. It is, is really good. It's very, very heartwarming. Uh, it's Marvel's um, statement that not all heroes wear capes, right. essentially. The first episode centers on a young lady uh, with who was born with uh, missing half of her, of her arm. Oh, wow. And so it's all about her and how she refuses to let it be viewed as a handicap. Mm-hmm. It's just who she is. They show pictures of her as a young kid, like putting her sock onto her nub and putting it on her foot. Oh, and, wow. Like getting herself dressed and, and she refused to label herself. Uh, my oldest brother has uh, one of his close friends and uh, he was also born with uh, half of a right arm Oh wow! Uh, from the elbow up is all that he mm-hmm. had. And, uh, he was a terrific two-sport athlete in high school. Um, he played uh, baseball and he played basketball. His name mm-hmm. was Richie. And Richie was a- as quick as I could field a ball with two hands and throw it to first. He could field a ball in his gloved hand, like f- flip it, flip the ball in the air, tuck the glove under his arm, grab it with his hand and throw it to first as fast. He also pitched and they had a, a pitcher named Jim Abbott. 
at the time who pitched in the, in the major leagues. He mm-hmm. was a pitcher with the Angels for mm-hmm. a while, who was his like idol because he was a one armed pitcher like right. him. And so uh, he would send like cleats to him to Bobby and stuff like that. And he had a whole little thing, but uh, he never let it ever, ever be viewed as a handicap. And that's what he says. Like, I'm, I'm not handicapped. Right. I can do anything that you can do. And uh, don't ever arm wrestle a one-armed man. <laughs> that one arm is insanely strong. Oh, yeah, I bet. Oh, my goodness. But, uh, yeah, good show. They, they, uh, the, the apex of it, the, the climax of it is that they talk about this girl. She's around all these people who also are missing appendages and limbs and about their struggles through everything. And at the end, they make her an official, like, Marvel hero. Oh, wow. And they give her a comic book all about her, which oh, is that's even cool. better. Yeah, so... What's that? Marvel hero project? Marvel's hero project. Okay. They'll, they'll continue to do more and more uh, stories about uh, young people making a difference, despite long odds, I guess. Right on. That, that does sound really good. I like stuff like that, so... Now we're going to Chris's surprise, <laughs> Encore. Uh, you did watch Encore? I did, did yes. Not? You did, okay. No. Uh, I will tell you... I will, Andy you know, told us to, so I did, but... Yeah. <laughs> David is not going to watch it, which is fine. Uh, Brooke watched it, and uh, she likened it to an SNL skit, which is a good thing. Uh, Sean, tell me what you think about Encore. <laughs> it was it was hi Brady. I see you waving. So hey buddy, um, yeah. What's up, Brady? How about that intro? That's <laughs> for Brady. <laughs> We're talking to people on Instagram at the same time. Yes. Uh, Encore, I thought was uh, I don't know. I, it was it was weird. I know you liked it. I, yeah, I did. It was it was interesting. the The concept behind it is you have these this group of people that are from 1996 Correct. was the year they graduated from high school, and they decide to go back in you know 2019, and they're going to uh, reproduce their the show Annie that they did back then, and they bring back the character, the same people. They were the same character, and it was weird to they show them in the you know with their the grainy cameras and stuff, and they come in and just that it was just really weird. I don't know. It seemed like some of it was even like, like Brooke said, like acted. Yeah. You know what I mean? It didn't seem totally real to me, but you have the kind of the villain, which was, can come out, comes out to be like, you feel bad for him at the end, but it was, uh, it was definitely interesting. It was, it was weird to see the relationships, how, and it's the same thing. And like you were talking last night, how in high school you have these best friends and then just like that school's out and you're not friends anymore. Yeah. You go and to they, different schools, you go to different states yeah, sometimes. These two girls, they were best friends and then they had an out, they had a falling out in the middle of senior year and now they're back together. And yeah, they hadn't seen or yeah, talked to each other. And like, and, and, and all this and, time. And tw- since 1996. Yeah. So it's what, 23 years or something like My that. My goodness. So, is it even more than that's more than that. I'm bad at math, but yeah. So, uh, I, I did like it. Um, I didn't. I didn't think I was going to like it, but I'm also a former theater kid, right? Who uh, loved being on stage, and uh, definitely want to give a, a shout out to Donna Gay Borden, who was my theater teacher and who worked with me so hard uh, to the point where she adjusted her schedule around me to get me into shows where she would even let me come and do rehearsal in full baseball gear. Right. Uh, with my, my cleats clicking on that, that gym floor where we were rehearsing. <laughs> like I can still hear it in the locker room. Uh, but yeah, it's, 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 to me, it, it, it hits some tender moments right. because you get to see these people who, you know, if they get to sit and do a real retrospective of their life, you know, the, the, the quote unquote villain who is now a police officer, <laughs> right. Uh, he had cancer in high school and he had beaten cancer. 
Um, I will say they he did, wasn't very nice. They did a great job at making you not like him at first. That's true. Because he came in a day late. He was yeah. a cocky police officer. He's super cocky. And you're like, oh, who's this a guy? A little sexist. Yeah. Um, he was the homecoming king. His yeah. girl, his his girlfriend was it was in, in the was, show too. His yeah. ex girlfriend, who they broke up in their senior year, so that was a weird dynamic seeing them together well, as yeah, well I mean, you too. Had, you had a lot, and then you have to think of you know, nineteen ninety six. Sometimes doesn't seem that far away, right? Especially for me, it was the year I graduated. Sure. So this is a def- definitely my alley. But you know the 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 gentleman who was uh, was gay. He was yeah. talking about like coming out and how it was hard for him. Right. And, and you got to think of where we were in 1996 oh, absolutely. And I th- with everything. That part kind of got to me. I get that because yeah. that was sad because he, he didn't know what at that time what yeah, how, he, to, exactly. how he was going to do it. And now how, how people would even react to right. him doing it. So uh, it, it, it's a great little snapshot of, of history mm-hmm. in, in just a you know 23 year span, uh, essentially. But it's it's nice because for those of us in our 40s. And we think about high school, you know, like I, I said last night, there there's people I've never set eyes on again uh, since I graduated high school and I've lost right, a few of them. Right. And uh, even though we maintain like, hey, man, happy birthday or something big that they actually post about on Facebook. Yeah, it, it is. It, you're it, absolutely right about that, because I have my oldest daughter who I, you know, I've had she's 28 years old now. My my best friend in high school who, you know, lives literally a block and a half from here. Now we both moved up here, not knowing that. And we still barely ever talk, but you know, but still it's just, like you said, we were inseparable then, but now it's just everything. Well, now it's kind of cool to see that in that show. I thought that was cool. how They came back and they support the the support they have for each other was great. Yeah. Cause, cause you know, when, when you're 17, it's just go to school and get ready for college or whatever it is that you're going to be doing next. But at, you know, at 42, it's, uh, mortgages and rent and light right. yeah. you know, electricity. And they touched on that too. They yeah. said, yeah. And, and, you know, if you have a wife or a husband or whatever, and you've got to think about that relationship and you've got children mm-hmm. and, and uh, it, we had a really, really great exchange between myself and, and uh, David and Brooke about it all. Uh, and it was really, really touching mm-hmm. because uh, Brooke had mentioned that one of the ladies had talked about, felt like she like her time to shine had passed or something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and David is a, 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 an incredible inspirational person and he believes in, in embracing his truth. And his truth is that uh, only he determines when his life stops exactly. moving forward. And that's an in, incredibly positive and uplifting way to look at things because sometimes you get buried in life and, you know, you end up at the desk job and you end up knowing that you have that's that so rent due on the first yeah. And and you forget the passion that you had for things that just couldn't pay your bills. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love being on stage. And uh, the simple fact is, is that the last time I was on stage, my my daughter, who's in the room with me now, was not born. Right. Um, and I had a like a four and a two year old and they never got to see me on stage. They, they've never seen me on stage. And it's something that, you know, I would love to give them a chance. It was cool to see all those people's families 
watching their mom. You know, this is their mom. That's all they think. About. I thought that was cool. Just, and it's, you know, mom yeah. can and sing. The, like, and the oh kids laughing. The, the one kid's laughing at the two daughters that were yeah, laughing exactly, at their mom. Exactly, right. So what high school did you go to? Me, I went to St. Thomas Aquinas High School in, in Hammond, Louisiana. Okay, Kristen Bell, if you're listening, you need yeah. to tell the producers <laughs> of Encore to get them back together. Yeah, Chris is ready. Uh, sh- shout out to Hammond, Louisiana. Uh, <laughs> I, I went to East Jefferson High School in Metairie, Louisiana for my first couple of years, and then I transferred to a smaller private school. Right on. But uh, yeah. It was so, uh, like, I, I'll watch it again. Yeah. Uh, you I'm, know. I'm curious. And Kristen Bell does show up yeah. at the end. Like, yeah. But it wasn't just that. Like, they, they put on the show, they had five days to learn it. Uh, they did a pretty good job of I think so. Together. I think they did a really but good job. But they brought out, like, Tony Award directors and, and, and choreographers and vocal coaches and dancers. And, like, right. like, they put on a full show in, like, five days. They brought out the old theater teacher. So well, they had a lot of help from theater actors and, oh, yeah. like, the, you know, theater script writers and the director. And I thought it was cool that they brought out the, the, the old their, their old drama teacher. She had a small, small role in them, which I thought was brilliant. It was, it was, it was great. Uh, so we're able to film and uh, record in 30-minute sessions. So we're going to take a short break, which is going to feel like two seconds if you listen back to this. And then uh, we'll be right back. And we're back. Here we are. So we have a, cute, a couple more shows to talk about. I want to talk about the shorts that they did, and then we're going to give uh, we're going to give Big Disney <laughs> a chance for for him to shine, and maybe he and I will shed some tears. Yeah, um, I just talked. I almost cried last night talking about it. Yeah, they had a sh- they had a short that was really good. Um, it can be read a whole bunch of different ways. It was called Soar or Fly or something. I can't right. I, off the top of my head. I can't remember the name, but it's about a boy and his father, and he's young. And all of a sudden, he's out, like, mingling with children his own age, and he begins to fly. He gets excited, and he flies. Oh, wow. And everyone's freaked out about it. And so the, the dad grabs him and kind of pulls him down and then sees the response to his kid flying when nobody else is flying. It's not like it's in a you know a magical place. And so he goes in his house, and he shuts the door. Mm-hmm. And he's just trying to... And he can see through the window that people are gossiping about the fact that his kid's flying or whatever. And then uh, some time passes... And the kid's flying around the house and he's drawing on the ceiling and you can see the dad's just trying to deal with how he's going to do. But he's clearly his, his beard has grown out, his hair has grown out. So it's clear that he's been in the house this whole time with the kid. And so he puts a, like a book sack on him or school bag and puts rocks in it to weigh the kid down so he can't fly away. Puts a hoodie on him and takes him like for a walk with a leash. <laughs> they go to this, you know, this park and they see all these kids that this kid should have been grown up with and been friends with and and he's all super excited and the dad doesn't know what to do and he pauses and when he looks down the kid's gone oh wow and he's in the park flying <laughs> and everyone's freaking out because he's flying towards this person this kid on a, on a swing and so he goes running there and he grabs him and it's and it's causing like a big ruckus and it's it's completely silent oh wow uh, and he's dragging the kid out and the kids the kids causing a fit and he finally turns and he says like just very why can't you be normal and it's so heartbreaking and the kid just collapses in tears and he and he realizes what he's done and he grabs his kid and he holds him like super tight and everything's like quiet around the playground uh and then he takes him over to the swing and he starts swinging with the kid so he's kind of like flying with him. It made me cry now. And then he lets the kid go and the kid flies and he's like all happy with his dad and he's in his element. And it just it was so 
the Pixar shorts have a way. I mentioned it before the the one with the kid with the missing leg, mm-hmm. and he gets the dog that is the, the oh, tripod yeah. dog, and then the one with the, the 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 kitty cat and the dog in the 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 dumpster, or the dog at the uh, at the. Uh, I remember, but the the dog that had been being abused and the kid and the and the, the friendship that they form, mm-hmm. it, it's just it has a way of 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 doing like a at least with this one it was like a Kafka esque metamorphosis, right. as in you can take the kid flying at face value of him flying, but you could also take it as a kid struggling with his identity or a kid struggling with being. Uh, from a mixed race or from anything that or, or redheaded uh, in some cases um, two different color eyes whatever it is that kids zero or hone in on that as as parents we want to protect them right from from being hurt and instead this dad outwardly just you know proclaims probably the worst thing you know why can't you just be normal mm-hmm. and then he sees the effect of his words and the fact that it's the only words spoken makes it even twice as powerful it's really good it's it's really heavy i thought my, my glasses were filling up with tears um so definitely worth your time i i'm eager to see what else they have right. on the slate it's also cool because of the animators i love that pixar is you know as the old guard is stepping back i mean it's been two decades now yeah. for them they have a new generation of animators coming in and uh it's their time to shine i I would love it. I mean, the, the next one's soul looks so good. Right. And I'm, I'm probably going to cry during that as well already, <laughs> just seeing it. I love Jamie Foxx uh, for the most part. So yeah, cool to see Jamie Foxx. I'm, it's more than likely going to be a, a, about a lot of music and right. music fanatic. So, uh, yeah, so that short was really good. Um, and then, since we're already talking about Pixar. topics that give us crazy, you know, make us teary-eyed, <laughs> ah, Imagineers. Yeah, you want to talk about Pixar first or? Uh, what do you want to talk about Pixar? Oh, let's talk about Imagineers. Why not? Or I mean, we can do. We can talk about Pixar in real life because okay. that'll be a quick one. Okay. Uh, so Pixar in Just real like life, like the show was exactly uh, my most disappointing show. I agree. Although it was still good. Yeah. It was I a agree. board set up like the board that you saw on in mm-hmm. uh, in and out. In and out. Listen to me. Sorry, I'm fat. I'm just really like I'm like yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on Inside Out, right. um, and there's a couple of actors. It's like a, a mom and her daughter, and yeah. like two friends, and and stuff like that. And so people are hitting buttons. It's very like cool do. to just see the. They were like, "Well, what is this?" And like like David said last night, the way that it was set up, like there was no instructions that told you that what you had to do. This just yeah. this board in the middle like, looked like it was like Central Park or something yeah, yeah, where yeah. they were. And like, oh, and they do we push anything? And then one girl's like, yeah, push that. So she pushes it and they're all happy and they're loving on each other. Yeah, then it lights up the color. Like, yeah. Then then they're mad. Like all of a sudden it snaps and the, the mom and daughter are arguing with yeah, each other. Right. Then they push it again. Then the people are starting to laugh now because they're hitting the button and making it do different things. It was cool. I it was, it was like a, a social experiment. It was a great really? idea. I've, and like you said, I wish there, I wish there would have been more. Yeah. Um, great idea. I thought it was cool. I've, some of the other ideas they've shown coming up, I think. Yeah, there's like, more coming. There's a kid dressed as Dash. Yeah. And apparently he's a twin. <laughs> well, he starts great. running one way and his, his twin comes around the building the other way. And he bets he can go around the building in five seconds and uh, then he comes around and then there's one with Wally, but. Yeah. The kid who looked like Up. 
the kid from up. Yeah, uh, I do agree. I thought it was the most disappointing one because I think it's just because it was the it wasn't disappointing for the content. It was disappointing for how long it was. They, they could have done more. I think there's so many different movies that you could put in. Maybe True. maybe do a couple of different segments in one show. But it's know, possible that maybe it'll get longer after as they go on. We so. were wondering how long that show could last if it, you know, with one thing, but maybe this is how it lasts. Yeah. Maybe with one episode being five minutes, right. they can get 10 episodes, 10 movies, yeah. five minutes. I mean, so they could do that for sure, but it's good. It's, I mean, if that, if that's your weak point, you're still doing pretty well, at least for me. I know for right. other people might have other weak points, but, um, okay. So the Imagineers. The Imagineers was. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna step back and let <laughs> Big Papa Disney talk to you about the Imagineers because this is a man who loves uh, Walt Disney so much. He's got him tattooed on his arm. I do. Um, so tell me about the Imagineers. The Imagineers. I wasn't sure what it was at first when they said what it was going to be. They just said it's going to be a show about Imagineers, and and then we, like I said, Tuesday night, the first thing we turned on, and it was kind of a no brainer in my house what we were going to watch first. It was going to, and I said, wait a second. And then I clicked on it, and it says the happiest place on earth. So basically, the Imagineers takes you from the beginning of Walt Disney from when he created Mickey Mouse to through and making the movies to having this crazy idea that he's going to build this theme park that they're in it. What got me the most, and I've heard all the interviews from Walt Disney in the past, but to see it again and to to hear him talking about, you know, Saturday was the day that he took his daughters and it was daddy daughter day and he would take them to the park and it was Griffith Park in California. And he'd sit there on the bench and watch them play on the merry-go-round and then he would, he got this crazy idea. He was going to build this theme park and his wife's like, why would you, why, well, why would you build a theme park? They're was, dirty. They're People dirty. They're, and he's like, oh no, my theme park won't be like that. And to this day, they're, they're not. They're, those are the cleanest and hence cans every Pristine. 30 feet. Yeah, they're, they're perfect. But, you know, it went through the main, you know, <clears throat> like 1952 came up with this idea, this company called WED, which was basically his his initials mm -hmm. and uh, wet enterprises. And their only job was to create his creation called Disneyland. And his original idea was to build it in Burbank across the street from their, the animation studios. Right. And they're like city of Burbank's like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to allow that because it's going to, we don't want like circusy theme park. Right, and right. So, and it goes into him thinking of the idea of where he's going to, where's he going to take this? So, he finds this place in, called Anaheim that no one's even heard of, and they they go there. He buys eighty acre, eighty five acres right. to start yeah, was, or something. It was full of like citrus it, trees. Citrus. And no, there was no main highway out there. Yeah. Nothing. People are thinking you're absolutely what crazy. You Why would right. you do this? And we'll do it. He says, "Hey, just yeah." That, that was his philosophy. Yeah, it, we'll, we'll we'll get it done. And mm -hmm. I think just his his belief in himself and his belief in his people was what really stood out to me in this show was. You know, he would come up with this idea and he would tell people, oh, you're going to be working on Disneyland and be like, wait a minute, what? You know, and I thought the stories and how they then he comes up with this team of people that are going to create this. And he came up with the name Imagineers, that they're going to be the ones that are the what they call the crazy, the first nine crazy. Nine yeah, they had or the something. picture of them. Yeah. yeah. And it was just just a, just a hodgepodge of, of different renaissance men who were just good and, and making movies basically yeah. because that's basically what they all did they all made movies and they come up with this idea of how we're going to do what we do in the movies and put it in this yeah. and, and he embraced, theme park he embraced that. television before a lot of people right. did and that, did, yeah. uh, it used, that was the medium he used with a lot of things and, and, and he just had all these ideas and he wasn't someone who was like okay 
well, we'll build the Matterhorn first and then we'll work on, right. you know, right. a small or whatever. He literally said, all right, we're going to build this. We're going to build this. We're going to build this. And we're going to build this. Here's going to be the hub. Yep. This is where we're going to place benches. And then you guys just work from there. Yep. Let's get railroad tracks here. And so he literally had like 15 different things going on at once. Yep. And they all had this hub where they were just building stuff. And anytime someone said, hey, uh, I can build that. Okay. And yeah, then yeah, he that's just, your job. That's it. Like that was your job. And then they, they go into the money aspect of it and they're like, every bank turned them down because no one thought the idea of an amusement park was a good idea because amusement parks were starting to decline, decline yeah. at this time. He's like, no, this will be different. And he basically went to ABC and uh, for $5 million, they gave him $5 million and he agreed to go on their show and do like a weekly update of, of what, what, what's coming to the park, what's right. coming to the park. And and this big, God, I want to get my hands on that map that he has. <sighs> That mural and there's just everything. When he's talking and he says, he's standing there behind the castle and he and he says, "I want to, I, I want you guys to be, you guys to be part of this." I'm yeah, like, and he's talking straight to the camera. So he I, goes, "Where you're standing now is where, you know." And then, just, and then you can branch off to just four different to, spots. I love where, that dude. <laughs> I mean, Frontierland, and and he had everything yeah, to where four branches, and there was a, a meeting. He was so far ahead of his time, oh. and he constantly surrounded himself with people who were as smart or smarter than he was, he literally just took his vision and then he made that person believe in the vision. Mm -hmm. This is what we're doing. Right. You're going to do this. I know you can do it. I can do it. Right. Okay, then go do it. Right. And he trusted them to go do it. And it, did, it, it didn't shy away from negative things that happened, but it also showed that Walt was aware that the times they are changing and uh, started including females, right. and 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 he had a lot of pioneer work. He did uh, have a lot done. of had a lot of females involved in in it. I mean, just he literally saw a field full of citrus, and mm -hmm. he said, "I'm going to make the happiest place which on the did. planet." And he did, yep. and, and and he did. And if anyone who's gone there, which I'm assuming if you're listening to this, it's not because you really love me, um, <laughs> but he did. He it, it's a place where. There's smiles everywhere. It's pristine clean. Mm -hmm. There are trash cans always within reach. You mm -hmm. feel like you see something drop from someone and like. It's just they, gone. They, I don't need yeah. to disappear. <laughs> it's just, it's, it's so well maintained and it's such a, it's a machine built on bringing joy into children's lives is what it is. And Not just children. even when you walk in as an adult, you become a child. Right. Like. Almost childlike. I mean, I've, you just, you come I've, out with ears and you're I've just like, I've said this many times. What happened? I've said this many times on, on this show that my kids make fun of me. Every time we go to Disneyland, I will stop at the, you walk in over the thing in the sign that says, now you enter. And I'll stand there every single time. I will walk down to the end, to the end where the castle is, just stand there and stare at it. Cause I, I get, we've talked off there about my passion for this. And sure. I, I get like, just even thinking about it. This is, this guy was so damn, I don't know. I don't know how to, even how to explain it that someone so smart that's told no so many times that you yeah. can't do this. He you never can't stopped do believing this. in you himself. You can't do this. And then, in his vision. He had yeah. a vision that he believed right. he was on earth to do. And he never let the no's get him to a place where he started to believe the right. no's. He was a yes man. Yeah. Yes. He was the ultimate yes man, but he, but he made it work every single time and he always came out on top and He was ahead of the game, man. Yeah. And, and you talk about people being as smart. He 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 can 
surrounded him with people that are smart as him or smarter than him. Right. The one person I would say probably that fits that from that from this episode was Bob Gurr. Oh. Which, <clears throat> if you don't know who Bob Gurr is, I, you probably I you, you once we say I mean Bob Gurr is. They've said that if anything in the fifties had wheels at Disneyland, Bob Gurr designed it. Yeah. And that is. He designed the Autopia cars. He designed the monorail. He designed the Matterhorn. Unbelievable. All because Walt Disney told him, you're going to do this. Yeah. Um, he, the, the, the funny stories in this show was when he talked about opening day was that uh, back then the Autopia cars didn't have tracks. And kids would just run out and pull people like out of the cars the and, and jump the fence and jump people. They, these cars were crashed. They went through, I think, five or six sets of cars in the first two years because yeah. they, they just kept getting wrecked because they just they were just basically little cars and they let kids drive them, adults, anyone. And there was no rules like there is now. But when it comes to the monorail and the Matterhorn, um, which he built at the same time, which I, I think it's, is it I blows your mind. Like, you know, he well was in Germany and told sent, sent a, a postcard back and said can we build this and Bob Gurr says yes he says then get it done so it's and then Bob Gurr's like okay I gotta work on this All right. and then he tells him oh by the way we're gonna build a scale model of the Matterhorn in Switzerland and bring it to Anaheim and we're gonna put two roller two roller coasters inside of it and you're gonna do this yeah. and the way he explained that he wasn't good at math he went to North Hollywood High School and he says he had to teach himself Trigonometry, yeah, because of the way a roller coaster works, about how you have to get up the top and bring it back down, and if it's not coming the right way or the right angles, it's not going to work properly. He taught himself how to do all this. First tubular roller coaster ever designed. Matterhorn's a rough ride, yes, but it's one of the best. Um, The part in the show that we talked about is uh, you know he's standing there and he Bob Gurr's known for his red shoes. He he walks through the. uh, walks through the entrance of the Matterhorn over to the left, past the cars, walks in this door. You're like, where's he going? This is cool. Walks through these like computers and that stuff. And just, he's just backstage. And he says, you're going to a place now where not many people have been. And he comes to the top and he says, yeah, people always said, is there a basketball hoop in here? He says, no, there is, there's no basketball court. He says, but there is a hoop. And he walks up there and just like they've always said, and they've, they basically have just, said yes this rumor is true there yeah. is a basketball hoop they at the top of the Matterhorn behind the scenes and he touching to me he grabs the basketball he's 88 years old does the granny you know granny the underhand, underhand throughout, makes it and is so excited that he makes it then <sighs> he turns around and he starts telling the producer he says this wall here is um uh, is a uh it's a it's like a tribute. A tribute, yeah, yeah. A tribute to, ever to everyone who's ever worked on the Matterhorn. And he says, these are people that worked here. The Tinkerbell was up there because she would fly down from there. The mountain climbers would sign it. Right. And, I, and I know that's a thing at different at Disney parks because my daughter, when she worked at Walt Disney World, she worked on the Great Movie Ride. She said they did the same thing every year, that they would sign it and keep their name on it. Yep. Brooks said that, you know, people got to sign the beams for, for yeah. Galaxy's Edge sure, because sure. they were, you know, cast. So, so that's cool that they bring them in. Best but, part. Oh. And the girl says, she says, have you ever signed it? And he says, no. And she says, well, why haven't you? And he says, well, I'm not a Disneyland cast member. And it just, you just kind of feel bad for him. And then, and then she goes, well, would you like to? And he goes, well, as the designer of the, 
of the ride and sure and as you sign it i'm tearing up and oh, i'm like yeah. this is ridiculous he's it's just, just signing a wall how do you cry over it's, someone it's signing a wall a, it's such a tender moment and yeah. it's just like I, i'm not gonna say it's a final acknowledgement but it's like just his it final seem, it seems like <laughs> but i mean it's his final sign off on it like, yeah like his final like this was this was his baby like and then they show him they show him riding around in the monorail oh, and so they, they have this shot of him in the monorail which he designed and built himself too coming up and it's going slower than it normally looks like and it slows down and he's looking out the window at the matterhorn i'm like this is the best shot i it's don't so good. i don't understand this is so good there's and so then, much history in that shot then from there to, to to move on a little bit to to they move on they talk about walt designing pirates of the caribbean he didn't make it before it opened. Um, small world, all that stuff, and then he talks. They talk, they they tell Walt. They they show Walt, and probably the best picture, the biggest pic, favorite picture that I have of him. He's standing in the castle, and he says, "If you think we're done yet, you're basically you're crazy." And he's talking about how he told all of his Imagineers, "I'm not going to be here forever, and you, you guys need to know what to do if I'm not here." And he. Yeah, he set everyone. He up set everyone success. up, and he passed away. And it ends with him passing away, and telling his brother, "Please make sure that you get that you get my other vision, which is Walt yeah. Disney World and Epcot going." And then it's gonna, I, I believe from how this show is going to go is going to be an episode of Epcot, Epcot, probably. Walt yeah. Disney World. All the parks going to come back through how they're going to how they've added stuff on. I, it was such a, such, such a good it show. It was really good. Yeah. Um, yeah, it we was, talk about that enough. No, no, it, but, but it, it it merits this yeah. kind of talk about it uh, because it's the epicenter of, of what the show is about, and this that's what this the whole show channel is about. This, this, <laughs> yeah. this, this show that we do, uh, this weekly show that we do, is like we've said, it's a love letter to Disney. In essence, it's basically us, four grown men and, and one adult woman, <laughs> who are speaking uh, from the heart about a subject that we are passionate about, whether that be the geek in us that loves the Marvel aspect or the <laughs> sentimental one of us who loves the, the what Pixar is done with the animation or, or, or even the, the, those of us who are on the dark side or the light side of the force or those who are, ju- who are just mouseketeers. Right. Heart, and we always have been. Um, and, and, and that's, that's what the importance of the Disney plus is, is that they've added all these elements to it. But the heart of it are they continue to, to put out originals. They continue to push the envelope. They continue to make things that are better, bigger, and faster. But also the classics mm-hmm. are there. Disney is a, a perfect amalgam of, of, of what it was, what it is, and what it's going to be. And, it, and it, I think he would be yeah. absolutely pleased that his vision continues to move forward. I was talking to my wife last night about that, and I think he would be so proud of of this channel. Oh, the launch. And the, the launch, that, and yeah. everyone gives Bob Iger a lot of a lot of stuff, and that he's not doing a good job, but this was so smart to do. I he's, mean, he's done some it's, good things. It's the, biggest, good it's the biggest tribute to, to Walt Disney, I think, ever, because everything he's ever done is on there, and now you can have my seven dollars forever. I don't care. <laughs> right. uh, my, my description of Disney Plus is: I felt like Disney Plus is a choose-your-own-adventure book, but every choice you make is correct. Mm-hmm. And, and and 
They make you a sandwich. They do make you a sandwich. That's right. One thing we did, one show we didn't talk about because you didn't watch it was Noel. I did not. T- I didn't watch Noel. Um, yeah. We also didn't talk about uh, Lady and the Tramp. Yeah. Did you watch that? I did. Okay. I watched Lady and the Tramp. Um, it, it, it is good. I'll watch it again with you. Don't worry. Um, it is you good. Watch it? I think. I think Brooke and I have discussed that uh, it's perfect for Disney Plus. Yeah. Uh, it's cute. It's perfect for Disney I did not watch Noel because my wife wants to wait until Christmas. I will say that Noel would be a perfect movie for the theater. That's okay. how good it nice. was. It had well, a really I love good Anna cast. Kendrick and Bill Hader. And so. Shirley MacLaine was in it. It, oh. was, it was a really, it was, it was really, it's a great Christmas movie. And I think it's gonna be one that people are gonna say, "Yeah, I'll watch every year." And I think it was, it was fun. It cool. was, yeah. Well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll keep doing sort of watch it. We won't talk too much about them because then yeah. people haven't seen them yet. Because a lot of people are waiting to watch it at Christmas time. So but. tell me about some hidden gems in Disney Plus. Anything that you you saw that you just wanted to let people know? Hey, this is on there. You should go check it out. I liked I, I, I liked the decades. I thought that was really cool how they it, it starts. You can do a search and it just starts off. It says Disney through the decades and it starts with Steamboat Willie and right through the 20s, the 30s, 40s, and every Gus, single every, every single Gus. Gus, Gus. come on. Yeah. Gus. Gus. Yeah. That's not really a hidden gem, but I mean, no, no, you mean like show be. wise or? Yeah. I mean, like, cause like I said, I, I discovered gargoyles. I forgot mm-hmm. all about gargoyles. It's a, it's a great, great cartoon. Right. It's uh it's a bit dark, but it's, it's very good. They've got um, excellent Avengers shows. They've got the X-Men from the nineties. They've got the Spider-Man and his amazing friends with Firestar and, and uh, Iceman. Um, it's got a lot of content. And you could literally. My wife just was happy about Doctor Pole, so nice. she, was, she was very, very cool. happy about that. So there, I think there's something for everybody. Oh yeah, this. that's the nice thing about it compared to like Netflix or. Yeah, and we haven't even seen like what they're going to bring over to Hulu. Yeah, since that's going to be probably more adult themed, I'm guessing. Right. Uh, so the, the I just one thing I well, I'll say about about all of it is that these past couple of days. I follow so many different people and pages on Facebook and whatnot. People that complain that, oh my God, it locked up, it locked up. Yeah, it's going to lock up. You have 20 million people trying to do the same thing at the same time. I mean, everything happens. Andy Andy commented back to someone's page said, yeah, it happens. Just hit refresh and it works and it does. It's just people are so impatient or complaining. Oh my gosh, this isn't on there. Like, look, in your whole life, you will never able to watch all this stuff if you started from the first there's there's no way yeah you know we were told there were things in the vault that would never see the light of day again right and they're there oh yeah yep you can watch them again so uh i don't know if we have any kind of comments we should do it on um uh uh-oh uh disney chicago girl she says that uh my mom and i watched uh the show on abc which they were talking she was i saw that when you were talking about the high school musical nice and she said and they didn't like it (laughs) okay well yeah see and then she says she loves the original Mickey Mouse Club that is, that is on there. So, yeah, absolutely. Very cool. To, to see that kind of stuff, too, their Mickey Mouse Club and all. Yeah. You're never going to run out of stuff. Sorry about your hands. <laughs> you're never going to. You're never going to run out of uh, stuff to watch. My son, like I said, watching that teenage beach movie, he would watch that all the time. Then I come back out to grab a drink of water two hours later. He's watching... Uh, Selena Gomez, Waverly Place. Wizards of Waverly Place. He's watching that. Like, what are you watching? I was like, this is on here too. I'm familiar with that. I watched Lab Rats. We watched Lab Rats. Guy at work today asked me, hey, Sean, do you have Disney Plus? And I just stared at him. I said, are you really asking me this? He goes, Sweet Life of Zach and Cody's on there. And he's like, so excited. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's Frankenstein. Yeah, it was just, yeah. That's My grandson loves watching all the, he's so excited. He loves watching all the, the Disney uh, 
kids stuff like the Mickey, like the Mickey Mouse Club and stuff like that. So that's really cool. I haven't yeah. even delved into that yet because I wonder if do they have the one with uh, with like Britney and, and I don't know. I, I I don't know. If they do, uh, oh yeah, there you uh, go. That'd be interesting. Uh, so that is uh, going to do it uh, for us today. We want to give a huge shout out to uh, Ears of Imagination and yes. uh, Sarah there. Yes, Sarah uh, if you Forman. are our Sarah Foreman, if you are pl- planning on going to Disney traveling, she's your one stop shop, go. man. She handles it all for you. And uh, you just literally go, hey, I want to I want to do this. And she goes, all right, well, you're doing it. <laughs> um, we also want to thank Rogue City Comics oh, yeah. as always. We love them. Uh, we love you guys. Thank you so much for for, for giving the community comics and everything. Uh, check us out on our uh, Instagram page yep. and our at the Decast uh, podcast. Yeah, at the Decast.net, at the Decast yep. podcast um, on Anchor. Yep. Uh, Anchor at, at Decast. And check us out at Anchor FM slash the Decast. Yeah. And uh, if, if you feel like you want to donate something to us, fantastic. Cool. Time yeah, check out our Patreon enough. page. That's right. We have a Patreon page. Uh, you give us a little love, we'll give you a lot right. of love. <laughs> and uh, that's, that's, that, that's how that is. And we love doing this. We also have two new shirts that I want to throw out there. Two new designs. Yeah. Uh, on our webpage, we have an ugly sweater for Christmas that our, our, our own David designed. Um, that's very cool. Both of them. And then we have what he refers to as uh, Afros and Bell Bottoms, yeah, which is... Uh, Andy, Andy ordered one. It's super cool. Yeah. It's, a, it's a cool design. But, you know, wear our merchandise. Come right. on, man. I don't know why I sound like Walter White, but you know, it was... Uh, <laughs> Say my name. I am the man. And so, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for all the support you guys Absolutely. give us. If you can, Thanks for bearing with us tonight with oh, just yeah. the two of us. Hopefully, if you can leave a comment on Apple, let us know how we on did. iTunes. Yep. Awesome. Plus, if I do the intro again, if, if Andy lets me, um, <laughs> I'll throw your comment in there. And there your you name. go. I'll, I'll name drop you. So... We appreciate everything you guys do. There's only two of us here today, but I think we had uh, double the power. Yeah. You know, we are double, double the pleasure. Else, so. yep. Double the pleasure. There you go. Woman come. And so uh, that's it for us here at the Wait For It. Wait For It. D-cast. Nice. I think that worked out really good. It worked out just fine. It was awesome. <laughs>